From the TWU Local 591 Union Hall, it's the Local 591 Podcast with local president Gary Scheibel. Join Gary and his guests as they discuss topics that impact and affect the careers and lives of union members. Take it away, Gary. All right, thank you, Tommy, for the introduction, and uh, I'm glad to be back doing a podcast here. I'm joined today by AMT Executive Board Member Russ Dittmer. Hello, Gary. And first off, we just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Hopefully all the members had a happy and joyous holiday season. 2021 was a rather difficult year for us, but it also was one that at times brought some resemblance and normalcy, like our meetings in person instead of Zoom, which was a good thing. Of course, that's before the next round of variants took hold with Delta and then now the Omicron, but hopefully we're headed towards the end of this pandemic. At least God willing, we are. All that said, the uh, good news for 2022 is that the airline will be growing. I was told today that uh, right out of the gate, they are looking to add a healthy amount of openings to be posted during the month of January. And those postings will be for AMTs, MLS facilities, and GSE workers. It is quite a substantial amount of openings. So Enough on that subject, and uh, this really as a result of some of the feedback we got from the membership meetings recently. Our members were asking for us to do a discussion on the 401k that was bargained through from the JCBA, and more so we were discussing in the membership meetings was the lack of participation. On that note, I'll let Russ explain some of what goes into the eligibility and uh, vesting of the 401k. Well, to start with, the eligibility requirements for participating in the 401k are number one, obviously being an American Airlines employee. After 35 days after you've been hired or rehired, at that point in time, the account will be opened in your name automatically, and the initial enrollment election will be 3% payroll deduction from you into your account. At that point in time, you will then be able to change those elections either up or down. And the initial investment fund that you will be placed in is going to be the age-appropriate target date fund. So that said, Russ, can you explain to us how the match and the contribution works? Sure. Once a member has reached one year of service, that's one year of service with the company, not in your current classification. At that moment in time, the company contribution is 5% that's automatically deposited into your account. There's no employee contribution required for that 5% according to the collective bargaining agreement. In addition, when the member chooses to deposit 4% of their income into the 401k, those first 4% are matched at 100% by the company after the member has one year of service with the company. Vesting occurs after two years, and at that point in time, you own 100% of the company match and the company contribution amount into your account. So taking that one step further, just for clarity, so if somebody is hired in, let's just use it July 1st of 2021, they are hired in, they are brought in at 3% after 30 days. That is employee contributions at 3%, yes. Okay, so if they do nothing at all come next July, they'll be getting 5% contribution and a 3% match. Correct. Which would mean they would be leaving 1% potential match on the table. Yes, and that would be a good example of where you'd want to, at that point, increase your match or your contribution to at least 4% to maximize that 100% return on your investment from the company's match. Unfortunately, just as a side note on that, we're seeing that not all of our members are taking full advantage of the match once they reach the one year of service mark. Gary, do you want to talk a little more on that? 
Yeah, so going back, the 401k has become really important for us because our pension plan was frozen back in the bankruptcy. And so it's imperative upon all of us to take advantage of any available retirement funding, and that being in the 401k. This is even more important for those that have been hired since the pension was frozen because your 401k is what you're going to rely upon when you retire. So there are 19,500 eligible members in the TW. This is for 2021 numbers. This includes fleet service, all the TW groups. And out of the 19,500 that are eligible for a match in the 401k, there are 3,038 members that are not contributing 4% in combined pre-tax 401k or Roth contributions. So a little bit over 15.5% of the eligible population are not putting in the full 4%. Inside of those numbers, about breaking it down a little bit more, there's 770 members out there that are putting in 0%, so literally not capturing any of the company's match. There's 372 people that are putting in between 1% and 2.9%, so not even, so they've actually gone in just like the 0% people and changed the auto enrollment from 3 down to 0 or less than 3%. There's 1,876 people who have left the 3% uh, status quo and remain at 3%. And then there's 20 folks across the country that are putting in, that are putting in right now 3.1 to 3.9%, so still shy of the 4%. And that literally is uh, money that was negotiated for this contract that's being left on the table. So, Russ, you want to give us a little indicator of where these members are? Sure, Gary. In some of our larger cities, for example, in Boston, we have 37 members that are contributing under 4%. DFW has 860 contributing under 4%. Miami has 448 contributing under 4%. And Gary, do you want to explain exactly why that 4% number is so important? Yeah, so if we look at your gross eligible compensation for a year, and let's put it at $100,000 just because it would be an easier num to, number to explain. So if you put uh, 3% in your 401k after tax, you know, what you're actually going to be taxed on would be $97,000. If you put 4% in your 401k, you're going to be taxed on $96,000. So breaking that out a little bit further, if your gross earnings uh, after the 401k pre-tax contributions ended up at $97,000, so you were a 3 percenter, at that point, you're, say, for example, if you're in the tax bracket at 25%, your taxes would be $24,250. So what you would end up with as a take-home pay would be $72,750. At the same point, if you were putting in 4%, your taxable income would be $96,000. At 25% tax bracket, you'd be paying $24,000 in taxes and end up with $72,000 take-home. So based on $100,000 earning, what that really brings out is for every 1% of your 401k or $1,000 that you've uh, invested in the 401k really costs you roughly $750 of actual income. And when we say we're leaving money on the table, it's twofold. One is what we uh, negotiated to, into this package as part of the JCBA, you know, dollar value of the JCBA. But two is for your own money. So for every dollar that you end up putting in the 401k, the company's going to give you $1 back up to the 4%, even though that dollar that you're investing only cost you roughly 75 cents. So when you look at it from an investment standpoint, you're automatically guaranteed for that first 4% to get 100% return on your money. So for that dollar, you're going to see $2 in your Fidelity account because 
the one dollar you put in the one dollar the company put in so even if the market went completely upside down you still are going to be on the plus side in the long run and then when you look at the tax advantage of it you're really only paying 75 cents for roughly two dollars in your 401k gary there was one phrase that you used that i wanted to ask you to clarify a little bit and that's like you said leaving money on the table where's that money go if it's not in your 401k well that would go back to the corporation okay yep so they're making money off of you not taking their money basically what you're saying is you're giving them free money yes and it's free money that was negotiated you know as part of the overall package of whatever x number of hundreds of millions of dollars that we negotiated from american we're leaving part of that on the table as you know i hate to say a gift uh, and i understand some people got different circumstances out there that they can invest but those who can are best off to uh, try to get to the four percent no matter what that said one question we do get is how much can i actually contribute russ you want to take that Sure. In 2021, last year, the maximum IRS regular contributions that a member could contribute were $19,500. In 2022, that's been increased by $1,000 to $20,500. For those of us who are age 50 and over, we still have the catch-up contributions in 2021 that were $6,500, and that remains in 2022 at $6,500. As always, because these numbers change annually, make sure you check both your collective bargaining agreement as well as the 401k plan document, which you can access at fidelity.com. And of course, the last place to look is at irs.gov because those numbers do change over time. Gary, how do you enroll or change your contributions? Well, that's easy to do. Simplest way is go to JetNet. Once you're on JetNet, go to Team Member Services, Money and Attendance, and you'll see a link for 401k, which is uh, Fidelity's website. If you haven't registered, you'll need to register to get onto Fidelity's website. And once you're on there, you can change your contribution rate or you can change the type of funds that you want to invest in. This is where it's important for the new hires. Once again, they auto enroll you at 3% and not the 4% to capture the 4% match once you're at one year within the company. You'll also be able to change the fund that you're in because they automatically start you in the same fund once they auto enroll you at the 3%. So it is important if you haven't registered at Fidelity's website to do so. So then you can understand what and where you are investing your money. Because ultimately, this is your money. This is your retirement money. And our goal today with this podcast is to make sure each of you are getting the maximum amount of money that's owed to you uh, in your 401k by the company. Hopefully this was informative to understand how to make sure you're receiving the maximum 401k value as negotiated per our contract. All right, that's our podcast for today. I want to thank Russ for coming in and helping me with this podcast on 401ks. If you have any questions, and I'm sure there'll be some, please send them to info, I-N-F-O, at local591.com. If you have any other requests for topics to discuss, please let us know. You can also send that to info at local591.com. Again, I want to wish each of you and your families a happy new year, and most of all, let's make it a safe new year. Thanks for listening. For more information about TWU Local 591, go to local591.com. To comment on this or any of our podcasts, email us at info at local591.com. You can listen, download, and stream episodes of Local 591 Podcasts on iTunes, Google Podcasts, your favorite Android podcaster, or your RSS feed-enabled browser. 
Local 591 podcast episodes are also available to stream and download from our website, local591podcast.com forward slash podcast. Music provided under license by pond5.com. The Local 591 podcast is produced and engineered by Tommy Ingle. 